John Hereka on SAFM. I'm sure Amanda Dlamini would know the answer to that. Don't give it away, Amanda. Former Banyana Banyana superstar Amanda Dlamini joins us on the line. Thanks for joining us, Amanda. Uh, good afternoon, John, and good afternoon to viewers. I, I think you just saved uh, 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 you just saved me there with that with that question answer. Come on, you. I wouldn't want to expose myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a it's a very surprising number. Hence the question, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, Amanda, why aren't you in Cameroon helping the ladies? <laughs> um, well, um, I think the coach and I, we 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 sort of failed to reach an agreement yeah. as to how we're going to manage um, me having to leave camp and not be present for the Zimbabwe friendly and return back on camp on Friday. So I, I think she felt that um, it was important for me to be part of the the team that was going for the friendly, but. I had already made commitments uh, prior to um, the national team when we got the call-up, yeah. of which we communicated with management from, from Banyana Banyana, but um, no one came back to us with um, when or the actual date for camp. So when we were called back in camp on Monday, we were then informed that we are traveling on Wednesday to Zimbabwe, playing on Thursday, of which that's when I had to uh, present at the Eastern Festival where I was talking about um, same ball game but different pay. Uh, so uh, I think we failed then to reach an agreement as to when am I going to be back in camp and whether she had agreed if I'd be out of camp on that day. What did Banyana going to do? The, the draw in the opening match, we, we played soundbites this morning, the coach saying there's massive amounts of pressure now to have to win against the host nation. Um, it, it's basically very tough, hey, John, uh, but... I think that's the nature of the game. Um, I think having played the Zimbabwe in a friendly prior to the tournament, it had its pros and cons. Um, but I think when you look at the whole game, you could you could tell that the Zimbabwe really were looking for a point in the game. Um, but also I think with the ladies having their own, their own background on Zimbabwe, I think they could have done better. Mm. But we still have a chance maybe against Egypt to get maximum points against Cameroon as host. It won't be um, a walk in the park, but um, I do believe maybe past performances, if the mind is correct, maybe we can pull something out the least we can get a point. What was the result? We beat Egypt recently, didn't we? I'm sorry, Jack? Did South Africa beat Egypt recently in a friendly? Yes, yes. Um, they beat them 3-1, um, of which was a good game as well. Uh, you could tell that Egypt were lacking um, more game time. Uh, mm. Bayana were also just coming back from a long break. But um, that, too, also has its pros and cons. Egypt <laughs> know how we play. We know how they play. Right. So I guess it will just uh, boil down to that uh, 90 minutes on the day. It was strange, though, to, to be able to play friendlies against two nations that are in the same group for a major tournament. Is that, uh, I mean, maybe you can't be choosers as women's football sometimes. Those are some of the challenges that we, we face um, in, in, in the women's game, unfortunately, and without having to blame anyone or pointing fingers. But I think, truth be told, um, we didn't get much preparation towards the African Women Championship. So you're called into camp two weeks before a tournament, before you travel. Um, not enough uh, preparation as to camp, but also most of the African teams are either preparing on their own outside their country, mm. outside the continent, and we're having to prepare with our neighbors, whom are also featuring in our group. Right. So sometimes you can't be uh, uh, choosers if you are begging for such games. So it's, it was just a bit unfortunate, but... Um, I've been part of that setup, and I know how important it is to rise above all those challenges. And people aren't aware, but it takes so much out of the players. All right, let's talk about uh, some good news. Amanda Lamini's not totally lost to football. You've now, along with the big doll, Clive Barker, started uh, <laughs> started a, a new soccer school. Tell us about this. 
Um, well, Coach Gaz has been in Durban for some time now, and um, we we saw an opportunity where we saw a gap down in Durban that uh, grassroots development programs are not enough. Yes, there are certain academies around, but uh, we thought that it's, it's it's high time that we have an academy that will focus um, on on boys, but also on girls. It's not just a, by the way we need to feature uh, women's football. Mm. So when we got the opportunity from Devon FC, a club uh, down in Devon, that said we want to be part of this program, we want to go to schools and uh, make sure that we emphasize grassroots development. And we have Coach Clive, who is really passionate about um, the young ones. Uh, I think with all his coaching experience around the world, uh, I was very chuffed that they, he actually came up with, um, well, I'd like to work with Amanda. She's, she's great. She's good with kids and this is a passion. So for me, it was, it wasn't something that I had to think twice about. So when you say you're joining up with Durban FC, will you be a feeder program to that club? We will be a feeder program to Durban FC in the long run, mm. uh, but also we're focusing more on building more competition in schools. We've noticed that um, there's that huge gap again uh, with our schools' inactivity, especially where sports are concerned. Mm. So we're, dealing, we're trying to fight the inactivity in schools, health uh, awareness as well through sports and education. And then also we have Durban F- uh, FC, who will also be um, the big club, the teams will be a feeder with the academies. And also Devon Ladies, as you know, who are participating in the Tassel League, have joined under Devon FC and under this, um, this school camp where we can have the ladies also being a feeder into Devon Ladies, but also into the national setup in the 17 to Batistan and to Bangunabayam. How is this different from any other development football program, Amanda? Well, it's it's not uh, one of your fly-by-night academies. Uh, we have put down a, a plan where we will have an in-house uh, sort of uh, academy where we'll be hosting um, the girls and the boys uh, coming in and uh, we'll really be focusing on the basics of, of, of football but also emphasizing education. That's why we're going to schools. And um, I think with the plan of having the proper infrastructure, the resources as well, we know that this is one sustainable program. Um, and with the team that we have, which is spearheaded by Coach Clive, we know that there's quality um, that, that's going to go into the camp. And obviously, we'll just um, absorb as much knowledge from Coach Clive and really plug back to, to, to the young ones. So he's going to be very much involved. It's not just a, a figurehead at the top. Oh no, he's going to be very much thinking he is, um, because they normally train, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays down in Durban, or if I'm not mistaken, Monday to Friday. So in the afternoon, he's always there. Um, he's, he's the one that's always complaining about my absence because I'm always in camp. <laughs> but, uh, we, now in December, all of us will be in the camp from the 12th to the 16th, and, uh, we'll be really drilling the, the young ones and obviously, um, mapping a headway into the next year. Talk about schools, uh, football schools in, or football in schools in Durban. Uh, it's, it's really a challenge across the board to get sports back Absolutely. into schools again. What's it like in Durban at the moment? Um, we, over the past years, we, we've noticed that not only in the PSL, but, uh, uh even in the national setup, um, the numbers of participants, especially in football, uh, people that are representing KZN, They've, they've, they've decreased and it, it, it's, it's a major concern for us. And then when you look at intervention and programs where you'd want to start, you'd want to start with the young ones because if you motivate them to play, I think it's something that they grow up with. So if it is that you're just going to go out and scout for players, it won't work. So I think kids in the province also need to 
um, maybe adopt our mode, our mode, uh, or our modem of trying to, 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 to deal or address issues at grassroots level. And maybe we can go out in terms of looking at how we're going to increase the numbers of, the number of players either in the national teams or even get our teams back into the, in the top flight football because it's not just a, pro- a problem of grassroots development, but I think it's across all the provinces. It's such a far way away, though. If you're looking at what's yours, your school's age six to eighteen, uh, then it's another three years after they qualify from that until they start playing proper senior football. How long must we wait? Well, I mean, John. I mean, if you look at programs uh, that uh, maybe even our association has introduced, we do not have much of programs that our own association has introduced in terms of feeding um, into the national team, apart from the leagues, obviously, that are active, especially in the women's side. But we have to start somewhere. And if it is that we're going to start in a proper way mm. and the right way and be patient enough, we're obviously going to reap the, 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 the rewards. I mean, you look at an instance where you have the under-23s that were um, at the Olympic Games. When you look at uh, the squad that is qualifying for the World Cup, it's almost one or two players that are part of that team, so which there's no consistency mm. or maybe mm. we're not looking at growing um, the team. So we don't want to fall out and to, to try and... Uh, address those gaps. That's why we're having such academies and hoping that people will be patient enough and trust in the system. Are you going to expand this or is it still too early to be able to make those kind of decisions? Um, sorry, John? Are you going to expand your school to other places? Yes, we'd love to, but obviously we can't do it as an independent uh, uh, program. We'd also like to, to reach out to all the other provinces, the municipalities, uh, sports and recreation, also FAFA, because um, at the end of the day, if you have a program that is lucrative enough, that is solid enough, why not um, adopt that program mm. and, and, and really try and introduce it everywhere else so that we get almost a similar program or same uh, program across all forms. Um, I think it will be good. So we, we still have a long way to go also in building partnerships moving forward. It's such a simple thing. If a program works, copy it, do it again. <laughs> it's not that complicated, copy right? Copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, Dlamini, thanks very much for chatting to us. We look forward to getting some of your views. Maybe we catch up with you next week, get some uh, views on, your bany- on Banyana Banyana at, at AFCON. No, it will be a pleasure, John. Thank you also for your time. Cheers. Banyana Banyana legend, Amanda Dlamini, joining us here on SAFM Sports Special. As you heard, that big coaching school happening with Durban FC. It's exciting times for football.